sponsor for this episode. Get your ears on the pod and your head in the clouds. We're revisiting cloud security. This is the Security Intelligence Podcast, where we discuss cybersecurity industry analysis, tips, and success stories. I'm Pam Cobb. And I'm David Moulton. Let's jump right into David's conversation with our cloud security experts, Anna and Avajit. Uh, I'm Anna von Wassena. I'm uh, the Cloud Security Business Development Executive for Europe. And I am Abhijit Chakravarti, and I lead our cloud security competency in IBM Security uh, globally and at the European level. And we're here today to talk about developing cloud security strategy. So to start off, I want to ask, what does a lack of a cloud security strategy mean today? Well, I mean, you can start by saying that um, uh, most uh, companies are going into the cloud and um, as they're going to the cloud, they have to develop um, a security strategy. I think and we think that um, every cloud conversation should be also a security conversation because um, if done well, you also increase your um, security footprint. So, um, yeah, that is... Uh, as an advice to companies, they should, um, um, yeah, they, they should do this early on and not afterwards uh, as a sort of by uh, thought. Um, what, how about security? Because I mean, you can't really trust um, just the security that is provided by the public cloud provider. It it is mostly very well thought of, but um, in most instances, yeah, you you haven't thought of everything. One thing is that even in a SaaS model, you're you're responsible for um, uh, you're responsible for uh, the data that you put into the cloud, and um, also for uh, all the process that you provide around it in your company. So um, you can't just lean back and think I put everything in the cloud, and it will be secure. Sure. So you're talking about that shared security model that goes on between your provider and yourself. Um, and would you say that that's one of the things uh, that's driving urgency and developing those cloud security strategies? Um, that is one of, of the uh, reasons. And definitely that's a sort of fundamental reason. But another uh, reason is that um, mostly companies don't just have one cloud. They, and they also don't have everything in the cloud and definitely not all at once. So they are moving, they're on a journey to cloud. And on that journey, there are all kinds of uh, threats lurking and um, they have to guard for that because you, you have one body of information and you're responsible to your clients for this information. And part of that is on-premise, part is in the cloud, where you might have another cloud uh, where this data is also shared. And you might also have all kinds of applications that people have installed. So, um, you know, you need a central visibility for, um, for, for uh, really making the, the cloud environment secure. So as you're thinking about the CISO, um, they've got this hybrid multi-cloud world that you've just described. And can you talk about the top threats that they're worried about right now? It's a fantastic uh, time to be asking this question, David, uh, because we in IBM Security have just published a cloud threat landscape 2020 report. Uh, so you can certainly you know, search it on your favorite search browser and, and, and download that. And what we've found is uh, there's primarily three 
top threats that's impacting our clients and, and organizations across the globe who have been adopting one or more public clouds. And number one is data theft. Uh, number two is crypto mining. So this essentially is uh, injecting uh, certain software onto workloads that run on public or 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 or, or, or other such cloud, and and these software then mine for cryptocurrency at the expense of the client who's consuming cloud services. Uh, so that's crypto mining. And uh, number three is ransomware uh, and ransomware and crypto mining and data theft, all three of them have been around for a while. But what we're seeing is with the advent of workloads, more and more of workloads on cloud, uh, these are being exploited to a much larger degree for workloads that are running on cloud. Right. So you're talking about data theft, and that's where a criminal has an opportunity to take that data and sell it on a black market. Crypto mining, where they're essentially stealing electricity uh, and having the uh, cloud customer pay for that and also they get bitcoin out of it or a, a cryptocurrency and then that last one ransomware which is uh seeming like it's on the rise this year so um that's a that's an opportunity for uh the ransom to be paid and i know that i've seen some reports that are talking about ransomware and destructive ransomware uh becoming more and more uh common so um as you think about that how are how are companies developing their strategies and maturing their cloud strategies against these types of threats? Look, uh, of course, you know we talked about the challenges of a lack of cloud security strategy, and while strategy is is very relevant, what a lack of strategy means is uh, the security or the risk or the compliance functions in an organization are in the dark about the organization's security and compliance posture. So, of course, you can't protect what you don't know, what you don't have visibility into. So it's pertinent that A, you need a security strategy in place, and then B, you're revisiting it on an ongoing basis uh, so that you are up to speed with what are the top threats today. We talked about the three. What could potentially be the top threats in cloud tomorrow? Uh, Yet another interesting dimension of having a cloud security strategy in place, and this oftentimes is counterintuitive, is a strategy is there to protect you from potentially overspending or misspending on your cloud security controls. So you might have, in the absence of a strategy, a cloud sec strategy, a clients, our clients could potentially be spending uh, and inefficiently spending both labor hours and deploying technologies and tooling and, third, uh, and, and software to be securing workloads and data and applications on cloud. With a proper strategy in place, uh, there is uh, an, one of the outcomes that such strategy drive is a rationalization of, of processes, reducing in more optimal labor spend, a rationalization of tooling uh, that, that result in cloud security controls. So these are two very different and yet uh, uh, contributory and, and contributory aspects of a cloud security strategy being in place. For sure. It makes me think about when I've gone, you know, uh, when I used to go out of the house and rent cars uh, and I'd be given the opportunity to grab extra insurance. Um, in fact, I was already covered and I would be overspending if I went ahead and uh, 
took that opportunity. And so what you're saying is that that type of thing where uh, if you don't have full visibility into all the different clouds, all the different environments that are a part of your overall cloud estate, uh, you can get to the point where you've uh, over-invested in security, but not necessarily done a good job of reducing risk. Absolutely. And that was, that's a great analogy. And we all know how the rental agencies are extremely keen and cooperative in having you buy addi additional insurance. So unless you have a strategy, you step back and think as to, is this really relevant? Will it protect me for today's workloads as well as tomorrow's? Do I really need a third-party technology? Could I leverage a te technology that's hybrid across multi-cloud, et cetera? If you, if you step back and think and have answers to those questions, that's where we end up with a rationalized set of effective controls. So Anna, there's a lot of information and, and maybe even some fear out there. I was wondering if you can highlight some of the top myths you hear uh, about cloud security. Yes, thanks very much, David. Yeah, well, that is um, a really good question because um, these myths are actually the major hurdles for um, implementing more cloud security. And also actually hurdles for going to the cloud, which is much more important because, I mean, cloud gives efficiency and scale and uh, all kinds of advantages if it is uh, secured. So um, there are three great myths that we, still, we, uh, we hear again and again from clients. The first myth is that cloud is less secure than on-premise. And um, uh, that is just only true if it's not done well. <laughs> so actually, um, if, uh, if the cloud strategy is aligned with the security strategy right from the beginning, um, the effect is very likely to be much better than before. Because, uh, yeah, look at it like this. If in the cloud you have a central visibility and uh, you have an, um, much more speed of uh, reaction and of, of spotting uh, weaknesses, uh, you have a central overview, so um, but it really depends that um, it is aligned, uh, the security is aligned with cloud. Um, in our recent study uh, of our IBV, Institute of Business Value, um, we actually asked clients um, that are innovators against those that are much, maybe more conservative, uh, do you think that this, uh, that um, security improves um, uh, if you go to the cloud. And uh, it was the innovative companies that have aligned security to the cloud strategy that um, have confirmed um, with great majority that uh, the security posture is better in the cloud than uh, outside. Um, and uh, it really depends how, um, yeah, how much you go for this. You shouldn't wait around until a breach has happened. Another myth is that cloud is uh, complex and costly. And as, as Abhijit already said, that um, it, uh, it can be even more efficient. So, um, but also it has to be tackled well. Um, in, in, our, in the same study, um, more than half of the companies um, saw complexity as a challenge to security. Um, so that means that they didn't have the overview um, and it was too complex and not aligned. Therefore, their security posture decreased. But uh, innovative companies, they um, were running, uh, yeah, they, they were running their clouds with more um, uh, uh, with more security, and they were much more effective um, afterwards. 
So actually, it is, uh, you have less complexity if you're done well, and you can also act more efficiently. I love it. So what you're saying is that the the myths are that, you know, cloud security is more complex, more costly. Um, and the reality is, if you do that cloud security or the implementation poorly, uh, that might be true. But there are some innovative companies out there that actually have a stronger overall security posture, uh, because they've adopted uh, a cloud security strategy along with either their full security strategy or in line with their business transformation strategy. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Well, that's got to be some good news to the companies that are looking at the advantages of cloud. Um, so I would be interested, who's at the helm driving these cloud security strategies? Often the CISO struggles uh, to get um, uh, yeah, to get budget, actually, for uh, security operations because the CIO is, tends to be much more optimistic. And uh, again, in this uh, IBV study, uh, we looked at at the uh, at at the alignment between CISO and CIO, and uh, uh, whereas both thought uh, that they are very aligned, ninety percent of them of both of them thought that they are really aligned with each other. The um, the CIO was much more optimistic about the clou uh, cloud security posture and cloud security situation than the CISO. So usually it, it they differed by twenty percent in their perception of of security. So uh, CIO optimistic, CISO more realistic because they, they saw what threats there were. And this is the interesting structure in which we operate when we uh, yeah, advise companies on their uh, security strategy because we have, to take, um, yeah, we have to take each of these points of view, the uh, usage point of view of the developers. Can you actually work with it and does it help them uh, um, yeah, help them uh, yeah, make actually uh, make the do their work, and uh, or do we have to help the CISO provide arguments for the CIO? So often um, in cloud security strategy, this is actually what we align these three stakeholders um, to to um, to bring them to a situation where the CIO is willing to uh, to give budget uh, to give their accord with a, st a security strategy uh, that is then implementable by the developers. Is cloud adoption keeping pace with business agility? Um, actually, the uh, adoption is part of business agility. And in the, this is uh, actually the, the developers will have usually work in an agile way. And if they work in a uh, yeah, DevOps uh, way, they, they want to include the security aspect in this. And um, so that is how it keeps pace, that it is integrated into the development process. So I want to go back to the CISO for just a second, and maybe you can articulate the top threats that they're worried about in this hybrid multi-cloud world with that optimistic CISO and maybe the CIO that wants to hold on to some of the budget for other things and developers that are really driving the you know, adoption of new, um, you know, new cloud uses uh, for that business agility. It, it seems complex and I'd wonder what, are they, what do they care about? Yeah, what do they care about? Um, well, the, the CIO and the CISO, of course, yeah, they, they care for, um, for example, um, 
uh, regulatory considerations and obligations, they have to um, prove that their company is safe and secure. Um, so uh, this is part of their business transformation that um, uh, they have to be they have to show this and they have to be able to show this at any stage and um, uh, yeah to show this to the outside world. Um, whereas the developers um, are in, in a different situation, they actually um, yeah, they want to be aided in, uh, and they want to have tools to make this more simple. They want to have visibility, they want to have tools to not have to uh, reinvent the wheel each time, but to scale um, the product of their work more easily. I know that getting visibility into the hybrid multi-cloud environment is a, is a common challenge. Can you talk about the methods uh, that are out there for shaping better risk and compliance controls? Uh, you're spot on there. Uh, in fact, uh, earlier this year, uh, there was a fairly major breach where 250 million records uh, were exposed and, and could potentially have been siphoned off from one of the large cloud service providers out there. And uh, a root cause analysis that the cloud service providers themselves performed and commendably fairly rapidly uh, was that this was actually a copy of their customer support records that were hived off to another uh, another area of their cloud where analytics were, were running. And while their core customer support record set were secure with the right set of security controls with visibility into it, the copy of this analytics records were did not have the same level of security. And the malicious actors actually chose the, the path of least resistance when they were looking at exploiting. So visibility is key, understanding and knowing where your data is flowing, who is accessing such data, and how is this data being processed uh, is the first step towards having a secure cloud posture. Uh, and there are a few technologies backed, supported by processes that enable the same. Uh, a lot of the cloud service providers are doing some great work on making it easier for cloud consumers to configure uh, security, visibility, access control, and other compliance postures themselves. There are a few industry-leading cloud security posture management, or CSPM as the industry calls it in abbreviation, uh, vendors who do the same, but do it across cloud. So you would have one visibility and security policy being applied across multiple cloud service providers. Uh, right implementation of such technologies backed by processes that ensure that any change to a particular uh, workload, any change to how those workloads are consumed, are fed back, are configured correctly back into those policies is key to ensuring a continuous, compliant, and visible security posture. So we talked about visibility. I'm curious, what are some of the other common challenges you've seen for organizations building a cloud security strategy? Yeah, so if we were to talk about how would a client address their cloud security strategy, the first step would be start with an assessment. Start with understanding what your current estate is across on-prem, across private clouds, and across public clouds. So the, the real world of hybrid cloud. And we talked about this before. You cannot protect what you cannot see and what you cannot monitor. And a hybrid hybrid cloud security posture assessment 
is the first step towards getting to that uh, wider cloud security strategy. Uh, we then would recommend following up on this, once you've done, once you have assessed your current state, have a, a method-driven approach to defining your forward-looking cloud security strategy. It would be tactical to begin with, but should also have a strategic long-term outlook. And we can help, we help our clients day in and day out do exactly that. Our method is based on industry frameworks such as the NIST SP800-53 and the Cloud Security Alliance and a whole host of ISO frameworks that, that enable uh, framing such a strategy. When we look at uh, such a strategy, we effectively break it down into eight domains. And it's going to be a mouthful, but I'll quickly go through those eight. Uh, so we look at, of course, how should a cloud security governance and an operating model look like? That should be supported by metrics and reporting so that our, the CISO, the RESC, the compliance organization is able to report back uh, to their leadership how is security metrics functioning. Cloud security, just like cloud adoption, relies heavily on culture and change of culture to look at DevSecOps, to look at agility, to look at everything as a code. Then there are the five domains of information security that applies equally to cloud. So securing your data, securing the applications that run on hybrid world, having a security operations center uh, that's not just siloed for the on-prem world and a separately siloed for cloud, but in fact, having a hybrid security operations center is key to a cloud sec strategy. Understanding how identity and access management would work in the hybrid world where not just your employees and contractors have access to workloads, but so do your consumers when for, for your enterprise for your enterprise applications. And then finally, uh, looking at workload segmentation and security of, of your network and your servers and workloads and endpoints frame a key part of such an enterprise security strategy. So if you could offer organizations advice on one place to start with developing cloud security strategy, what would you recommend as step one? Well, I think coming back to uh, Abhijit's uh, advice just now, you should start with an assessment, but you should not end there. Uh, that's really important because many companies um, are looking at it, but like if you go to a doctor who tells you, you know, uh, you better start, stop smoking or stop eating all these sweets. Um, if you don't then implement these advices, you will not see an improvement in your health. Um, so um, actually, you should have an ambition there. Because, I mean, I'm convinced that, um, and also see this in, in the press and publications, analysts are picking up on companies' cloud, um, cloud posture. They are picking up on um, companies' yeah, journey to cloud, how they are doing this. Um, are they going to the cloud? And what kind of consequences are they um, uh, associating with that? So um, I'm sure that you can realize a, a value increase of your company if you do this well. And one, re one thing that could be in your ambition then is to um, not just look at the security uh, sec, but look at augmentation, look at uh, artificial intelligence to, um, to you know, find threats before they actually occur, to uh, avoid um, uh, um, threatening situations and um, 
also be preemptive in them so that you would guard against them happening in the future. Pam, I have some more recruits for our hypothetical security kickball team. And we talked about this a couple episodes back, and we wanted to have the CISO and the CIO, maybe the CFO and the CEO. But I think it's time that we invite the devs to the party, to the kickball team. And as we listened to Anna and Abhijit talk, it was really clear that some of these decisions that are going on in a cloud environment are being driven at the dev level. And if that's the case, then they have to be on our kickball team. Absolutely. I think that's a nice addition to our zero trust kickball team, which we can just now expand. I have recently gone through some training about um, sec DevOps and security by design. And I think that's an important addition. I think that's really going to help build that kickball team from the ground up. So the conversation on cloud security really reminded me of some anecdotal stories that I was reading about different data breaches and in cloud misconfiguration and really the idea that Companies are using cloud, um, shared cloud services, and they're not changing the default password. <laughs> and that has been like a significant source of breached records when you start diving into to some of those examples. And I just find that fascinating. Of like, that's the basic thing you could do is change your password. That's right. It actually reminds me of the cost of data re- breach report that uh, we launched back in July. Uh, I think Charles talked about it on the podcast with you. And that misconfigured cloud was uh, an important attack vector uh, to consider. I think it was 19% uh, in the 2020 report. And if you've got that really solid strategy on cloud security that Anna and Abhijit talk about, part of that would be going through and executing those policies and implementation at changing your default password uh, so that you're not subject to those types of uh, really highly successful attacks. So that's it for this episode. Thanks to Anna and Abhijit for joining us as guests. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.